Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. 25 years at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, 25 great leaders, well, actually a whole lot more, but 25 past presidents and chairs of the board, Vern Hendricks. We got a lot of stories out of this guest today. Indeed, the 1920 year for the Community Foundation was an eventful year, certainly as it started and and ended both ways. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to have Matt Paquette with us here. He was our chair the 1920 year, and a lot took place. And Matt, we really appreciate your involvement in the Community Foundation, uh, not only as the chair, but uh, even as a professional advisor in our community. You played an important part in connecting a lot of people here. So we thank that. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. How did you get involved in the Community Foundation? Yeah, so I, I moved to Manhattan in 1999 to relocate and start working here. And, you know, that's right at the founding of the foundation. So I had heard about it um, and heard about I'd moved from the Kansas City area. So right. I'd heard about right. uh, that foundation. And that was right at the infancy of this foundation. And as I heard more and more of the people that I had connections with have a philanthropic mission or goal, I thought to myself, is there a way we can accomplish that? And as the community foundation ramped up and grew, it was a great way for me to get involved on a personal and a professional level. Mm -hmm. Well, you uh, had quite a year. And before you move into that capacity as chair, you serve in another capacity. So, right. you know, there's a progression that's there. Mm -hmm. What did it mean to you to become chair? Well, I think when Vern first asked me, I may have said, I travel a lot. Are you sure I can actually uh, commit the time and, and effort and energy to be chair? And you did a pretty good job of convincing me because I said yes, but uh, it really meant a lot. It was flattering and I, I took it as a serious mission. It was the year that I was chair it was the 20th anniversary of the foundation. And I thought if I could have an impact to benefit the foundation or propel it forward, for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years by just doing my little piece with mm -hmm. a group, of course, that, that lifts you up and surrounds you. Mm -hmm. uh, I was excited to take on that challenge. So out of that little piece, what are some of the events of your year that stand out to you? Yeah, it was a year where we were kind of starting or really starting to grow the affiliate program. So we had a few new affiliates that were added. We also had reached some pretty significant milestones as far as what was granted out. So we had reached some, right. some milestones there. And, and it just felt like we were at the time where we really had the ability to hit our stride and maybe think a little bit bigger, realize the impact of what this foundation could have on our community and the world. We added the two affiliates then, uh, which we call our partners now, but that was Holton at the time, now at South Brown Community Foundation and in Jackson County Community Foundation. So that continued to grow our Northeast Kansas connection. And the beauty about Matt being on the board is, like he said, when he moved to town, he understood the impact that the Greater Kansas City Community Foundation has on a community there. And it's always been, you know, my dream here is that we made Manhattan known for the philanthropic impact that Kansas City is known for amongst the larger metropolitan areas. And Matt's knowledge of that and certainly his buy-in to that whole process is certainly great to have him in the leadership chair for that. So yeah, there are a few milestones that were set during your time too. Yeah, absolutely. We had hit some major milestones as far as grants and, and assets that had reached some pretty significant points where we, I think, achieved levels that I'm not sure 
any of us could have imagined even five or six years before that. Well, in that 20th anniversary year is when we went over 100 million. And so that was to the founders, as we talked about, we kind of had a 20th anniversary video there, and they certainly didn't have 100 million in 20 years on their goals. Right. And, and it was great. And obviously, one of the major plays of that was the Morgan Donor Advised Fund that was, was established that year. And Ward and Brenda believe in the foundation and believe in the leadership of the foundation is what make that happen. Now they believe in the community. They and do. They certainly have succeeded in many in many respects and have given back to the community. So yeah, another great example of just the impact mm -hmm. that just everybody locally can do to, to make an impact that's really significant in so many different areas. Who are some of the people that you work closely with when you were chair? Yeah, I was always appreciative of the support of the staff, Vern included, and then all of your, all Elaine and Marla and, and so many, so many hard workers there doing things that made the job of a board chair just easier, you know, to lean on their expertise, their energy. And again, when you're in that growth phase at a foundation like this, that's really, really helpful to get the energy. Great board. This is not a board that mails it in. They are dedicated to reach the right outcome. Mm -hmm. So people like Dean Tebow, Bill Barr, Jackie Hartman Bork, those were all people that I was surrounded by on my board that I, I learned so much from. There was no doubt that when I moved from the chairperson's uh, role to the past chairperson's role, I could really reflect back and realize how lucky I was to have that group around me. The timing of you from going from chair to past chair uh, was rather unique because there was this little curveball that came in in March of 2020. Yeah, the world shut down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we can stake a claim to fame that we were the group that uh, fully embraced a virtual meeting. Right. So it's, it's funny what burns into your head that with the chaos of what that time was mm -hmm. and just the thought of trying to figure out what's next. And um, there's no doubt that just even pivoting a board meeting to something that's virtual, right. which we really, you know, probably could have done at some point before that. But we moved fast and, and then really used that as an opportunity to figure out how we could help small businesses or businesses around town in a really an unprecedented event. Yeah, there are a lot of things that happened there. And the Community Foundation certainly uh, went to bat for the community. Well, and the event that Matt's talking about is the MHK Together program. That was spurred on at a very fast pace, uh, Blade Mages. And at that time, the 502 team, now it's middle, Blade came to me with an idea and said, hey, you know, how do we support these local businesses? And to this day, it's a joke with us because it was a Philly cheesesteak and a Pepsi that got the conversation right. started. And we always talk about no great idea gets born without a Philly cheesesteak and a Pepsi. So good. sounds good to me. <laughs> I need to expand my menu options. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We raised uh, $270,000 in a few days. And I say few, I mean less than a week. Yeah. And I remember Blade and I talked on a Friday night. Uh, he got together over the weekend and built a website. I uh, sent some emails and had some phone calls uh, that week and we raised some money and it uh, came in big clumps and fast. I remember the coolest part is when we reached 502,000 because yeah. uh, 502 media, I thought that was so typical. Mm -hmm. And we actually went over that, but it was a great way of bringing this community together. So, And that got distributed to these right. organizations and businesses, right? Yeah. The way it was set up is that if people bought a gift card to a business, then the contributed dollars from donors would then give other support to individuals who worked at these businesses or charitable causes that were affected by COVID so that they weren't operational. 
Uh, it was an impact that really made a difference in a lot of ways to a lot of people, single families, uh, small families, families in need. And so it was a special program. And you got to give the credit to Blade. I mean, Blade was the one Absolutely. that put it all together. And just thinking about what if you had a, a family where kids were in school and then they went on spring break and, and then they came back and they didn't have a place to go back to. They couldn't go back to school, so they were at home. So just how how families were impacted uh, that way, that the uh, MHK Together program right. was really genius. Yeah. You know, there are few examples in our lifetime where everyone, every entity was impacted greatly yeah. by something like that. And it's neat to see how communities rise to that. Yeah. And yeah. I want us all kind of go back a few months during your term. There was a significant milestone for Grow Green Match Day also. In your year 2019-20. Yeah, that's right. There was a was that that was the first year over half million five hundred thousand mm-hmm. yeah. dollars of, of contributions. Yeah. So yeah. the total uh, total that year was a little over seven hundred fifty thousand with Phil's match in that process. And uh, but yeah, it was a big step. I mean, we continued to to step higher and higher every year, and we couldn't believe that that was possible. But uh, obviously, through the generosity of Phil Howe, and every year it's been been possible. You know, that's a name I forgot to that I accidentally omitted when I was saying people who had an impact on me. As I watched Phil do his work as a fellow board member, and then as a just as a community member, uh, my life is forever better as a result of being around him. I, it was one of those people where I felt like I just got a little nugget of information that I stored in my memory bank and mm-hmm. said, you know, I need to make sure I act more like Phil. Uh, <laughs> act more like Phil. That's a good slug <laughs> that Act is. like Phil. I just really admire and respect mm-hmm. him and uh, just kind of sat in awe. But if you talked with him, he uh, was was very generous with his time and his knowledge, his experience. I'm, mm-hmm. again, really grateful for that. You moved here at the beginning of the foundation. 20 years later, you lead the foundation. And over the last five years, there's been a lot that's going on. Yeah. You know, you bring a Kansas City perspective, which is, had to have been extremely helpful. How do you feel that the foundation over these last 20 and 25 year timeframes have impacted our community? Yeah, it's somewhat hard to put that into words because I think we said earlier, mm-hmm. I'm not sure the founders could have imagined what we see today. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure we can imagine what we'll see in five or 10 years, but it's hard not to get excited about it. I think with Vern's leadership and the, the how the community has embraced this foundation and supported it with both energy and financially, I think some of the best is yet to come because it has a cumulative effect, some name presence, mm-hmm. some financial impacts, and then just more and more growth to impact the community. It's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to be a part of that as an observer or maybe a board member again at some point in the future. Uh, I may have just opened the door. (laughs) I may have just opened the door Mm -hmm. to that, but be more than happy to continue to serve, which I still do now. Would you have thought that in your year when you got over a hundred million in assets that we would be closing in on? Is that Accurate, three hundred fifty million. Can you imagine that kind of growth? No, because just think about how short of a time frame yeah. that's been. I mean, that is really staggering. And considering the economic challenges that we've had, the health challenges with uh, the pandemic and everything else, that's a quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I think there's some some great perspective there too, and that is is that we maybe shouldn't say it can't be done, or because <laughs> I think when you think about a hundred million. 
to 300 million in a period of time where there were pretty significant mm -hmm. challenges, I wouldn't bet against this community or this foundation to continue to reach amazing milestones going forward. We live in a very generous community and the opportunity for people to collectively rally around a community foundation is it makes life a little more simple for a philanthropist. When the advisors know uh, the ease of granting or setting up funds, uh, that's important. Uh, when philanthropists look to a place that has the knowledge of what uh, where the needs are in the community, that's important. And even just the Community Foundation Awards event that we've always celebrated and kind of told those stories, it enhances the opportunity for, uh, for that exchange of dollars and cents to the need areas of need is uh, is just uh, wonderful. And uh, we live in a beautiful community with a whole lot of generous people, but there are needs. And because of those needs, uh, we try to help take care of them. Yeah. I, it's one of the things being here for a long time now is that I've been forever grateful that this community will grab people and lift them up. I mm -hmm. found that just in my career, but now I've seen it both personally and professionally. And I couldn't have never, ever imagined that, um, you know, even what I've just personally experienced, people kind of root for you. And that's what's happened with the foundation to get it to where it is. Well, and it, reaching that 100 million mark was a milestone. And certainly as the community foundations were tracked or are tracked, there's usually always a couple year delay, but uh, you know, we jumped into one of the most uh, fastest growing community foundations during this time frame and uh, continue to do so. I go back again, it's, you know, you don't transfer money from one hand to another unless there's a whole lot of trust and transparency and confidence. And uh, leaders, the board is a big part of that. When people know who's on the board and they trust their decision-making, that allows what we do here in the office or the staff, it allows those things to take place. Uh, I can't thank you enough as a board chair in this process for that leadership because uh, it speaks volumes to your client, your relationships, your friends and neighbors uh, as we move forward. Yeah, thank you for saying that. It is a relationship of trust, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Community Foundation's been so successful is because people know that prudent decisions will be made that can maximize the most impact. I would, uh, before we forget to remembering this year, that was also the year that we had our first mural down at uh, AJ's Pizza. Yeah. And that mural was the product of, of an endowed fund from Lincoln and Dorothy Deal that we'd received earlier in the foundation's time frame, but it started a, a mural movement in this community that- Public uh, art. And uh, public yeah. art that, uh, has been very significant uh, through time. Yeah. So. yeah, it's been great to see that. That's been a real enhancement. Yeah. Yep. Matt, thanks for sharing your stories with us today and congratulations on your year, Thank five you. years later. That's right. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure Vern's got an opening in his calendar to put you in on an upcoming board slot sometime in the near future. I hey. will happily accept. I'll, I'll actually say that in advance, but thank you for having me. I appreciate well, it. Well, you got us to a hundred million, so we'll let you get us to a billion then. How's that sound? So, uh, <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas.